Hey everybody, it's Operation Tango Romeo, the place where healing happens. If you'd like to support this show, remember, like, comment, subscribe, and share, share like the sugar bear, because sharing is caring. Hello, all you beautiful souls. I've got the audio thing figured out. I think the sound is a heck of a lot better today. So thanks for tuning in. I appreciate you joining me. This is the second broadcast in the new studio with uh, the new gear, my cool-ass new microphone. Um, and if I've already done this, please, please, please let me know. I don't think I have. I've been thinking about this episode for two years, at least. So... <sighs> Acquaintances of mine, perhaps friends, um, have different points of view, and I have been friends with people that who were legit flat earthers. And it was kind of funny because they went from flat earth to, okay, it's concave. Okay, now it's convex. Okay, now it's a figure eight. I, I don't know. I could never keep track. Um, but I've been thinking about this for years and years and years, and it is so important to be able to at least have the conversation. So I wanted to unpack that and unpack my years of pondering this. It really boils down to this. Here's, here's going to be the point of the whole show today is do you want more drama in your life? Do you want more drama in your life? Because have you ever had that friend that has nothing but drama they can go into a situation uh, where anybody else is just going to have a nice, peaceful, calm, good time. But that one friend of yours <laughs> goes into the same situation and every time it's chaos. Every time. Chaos and arguments and, and whatnot. And they leave a week of destruction in their path. I've had these friends in the past. Um, friends, acquaintances, uh, and I am certainly aware of many of these people that everywhere they go, there is chaos <clears throat> the when you really analyze what's going on with the chaos it really boils down to one or two things when it's one of those people that are just addicted to, to drama if they can't find it they will create it what's going on there it, it's always boils down to low self-esteem like the if you really really dig because they have this huge need to be heard which is something i understand Deeply, because that, that was me for a good chunk of my life. But those that are creating chaos absolutely everywhere that they go, their inability to regulate emotion and their inability to be wrong, or both, are what causes the chaos. And if you think about that friend in your life and you really analyze it, you might think, oh yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, I think you got something there. And if I'm missing something, if you have something to add, please, please do so. I want to hear from you. I love hearing from, uh, from everybody that, that tunes in. So if you want more drama in your life, turn this off. Don't listen to another word. If you would like less drama in your life, that's really what this flat earth uh, discussion is going to be about today. And I think you could probably agree with me that having less drama in your life, less chaos, more peace, more order, um, that's a good thing. Uh, chaos, not good for the mental health in any of its manifestations, from clutter to 
trying to multitask nine different things or constant conflict. Chaos is not good. Order, calmness, peace, those things are good and they are critical for you to seek them out and try to find a way to create that in your life. Because if you can't, um, well, life's rough. So, when speaking with flat earthers, this is the example uh, that I um, that I wanted to bring in. There's a lot of layers here that I'm hoping to explore today. What I have observed when other people are talking about flat, uh, first of all, I'm not a flat earther. I'm I'm not. I'm a. I think they call us roundies or <laughs> globies or something. Uh, so I do believe the world is a sphere. I do. If you do not have the ability to sit down with a flat earther and and have and ask genuine questions without having the thought constantly in your mind, this person's a freaking idiot. If you can't do that, then you don't have the ability for critical unbiased thought. That's the litmus test. That's it. If the topic of flat earthers comes up and you just roll your eyes and go, oh God, those freaking morons. If that's your response, you're not thinking because you are, it's invoking emotion and you can't suck and blow at the same time. It's either or. When emotion is high, rationale is low. This is something that we know from operators, um, special forces types, SWAT teams. It's a constant reminder that when emotion is high, rationale is low. So combat veterans who, who've gotten a lot of uh, gunfights, they know that they've got to keep as calm as possible. Because if you're not calm, you don't think, you react. And you have to in a combat situation, you have to react and you also have to think. You have to find that balance point of doing both. But in our daily lives, there's something about a few different topics where we get emotionally charged. And when this happens, our brains turn off in general and we no longer think, we just react like we're getting shot at. (laughs) And all it is is a flat earth uh, discussion. Again, not a flat earther. However, what I've learned over the years is that Listening to the logic, listening to the argument is a real test. It's a thought experiment, if you will. And it tests your ability to listen without the intention of responding and beating them in a debate. Because if you're only listening because you're trying to gather evidence and ammunition against them, and that's the only reason that you're listening, then you're not actually listening. If you're listening to try to understand, understand somebody that you completely and totally disagree with and will never in a million years ever agree with, but if you can still listen to that person with the true intention of trying to understand what is it that they actually think, because your assumptions and reality are almost never the same thing. Your assumptions and reality are almost never the same the same thing. What you think that person thinks, why you think that person thinks what they think is probably not what they think and why they think it. Probably not. So the only way to have a 
true, genuine discussion is to try to truly understand their point of view with respect. And that's the breaking point right there. What I find is that it is exceedingly rare that someone can listen to something that they believe is ludicrous and respect it at the same time. That's a huge skill to have. I've run on the, into this on social media so many times and uh, where people go, well, they're not worthy of my respect. <laughs> Everybody's worthy of respect. And here's the trick. Here's how it actually works. The respect you give to someone else, you're actually showing self-respect. Disrespecting somebody else is a weakness. Disrespecting somebody else, calling somebody else names is a weakness. Do I do it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sitting on top of a mountain as a guru. Um, I, I slide. You know, I, I don't always get it right. I usually come back to center. They'll go, I fucked up again. Damn it. But you, you can't detest somebody and listen to them. You can't hate somebody and listen to them. You can't talk somebody down and degenerate them. You can't um, dehumanize another human being and truly listen to them. You can't. And this is why the, this is the problem with politics. Nobody wants to actually listen because my team is better than your team. My team is superior to your team. Mine is smarter and morally better than your team. And I'm not picking a side on that. Um, the right does it to the left. The left does it to the right. Um, that's just how it is. That's what people do. It's called tribalism. My tribe is better than your tribe. So what's the solution? The solution is, is simple. If you're going to have a genuine, meaningful discussion and really prove yourself to be an enlightened human being, kind of got to be like a Vulcan, like Spock on Star Trek. You got to know how to put your emotion aside and your ego aside. So the emotion is a big part of it, and it, it works hand in hand with the need to be right. That's just all ego. And if you have a need to be right, that is also a weakness. Now, I, I don't say weakness in a way of finger-wagging or I'm strong, you're weak, uh, anything like that. That's not what I'm doing. When I say weakness, it's just a skill that has yet to be developed. When there's a castle, why does a castle have big walls? Why? To keep out the threats. Why does it have a moat to keep out the threats? Why does it have a drawbridge to keep out the threats? And the greater the threats, the taller and thicker the walls. The greater the threats, the wider the moat. The greater the threats, the bigger the castle walls. So the more somebody is pushing back on you, the less confident they feel in their argument or in themselves or both. When somebody doesn't really feel like they're being seen in this world, don't, doesn't really feel like they have their, their place in this world, 
it is not hard to to imagine that when they meet resistance, they just can't handle the resistance. When they meet resistance, it feels like a personal attack. And this is something deep, something in how they were raised or trauma that has happened to them. If somebody just cannot listen to somebody they disagree with, there's some childhood trauma there, most likely. Maybe it was its relationship trauma uh, later on from uh, a marriage where you just were never heard. But the chances are pretty good. There's some unresolved trauma, or perhaps it's just a undeveloped skill. That could be it as well. But to have a real discussion, you have to be able to keep your emotion in check and keep your ego in check. If there is drama, chances are that's a sign of trauma. So that person in your life that you see that is constantly has to be right, like your average narcissist is. Or they constantly cause chaos, or they fly off the handle, and it's always a big production every time they show up. That's a, that's a trauma symptom. That's what that is. So instead of throwing gas on the fire, try to understand where they're coming from. If you don't uh, use mirroring and matching by bring yourself calm and to center, there's an old saying, um, before I complete that thought, that don't join somebody, don't get swept up in their storm. Get, bring them into your peace. Don't get swept up in their storm. Bring them into your peace. And I've done this. And it's, uh, it's a wonderful thing. And when somebody does calm down, not because you tell them to calm down, because that doesn't work, <laughs> but because you are calm and centered and in control, it brings them down. It's mirroring and matching. It's neurobiological, neurochemical, I don't know, but it works. When you always have to be right, one of the bits of wisdom, I think, was Socrates, and I know I've, talked, I've mentioned this before, but when you always have to be right, try to remember that the only true wisdom is in knowing that you know nothing. Nothing. We're not even sure if we're living in a holographic universe, for goodness sakes. So uh, is it possible that we are actually living on a flat earth and we've all been fooled? Well, I, I guess it's possible. But I would argue that it's not probable, and it's not my conclusion. Pretty sure we're on a sphere. But is it absolutely impossible, and can I prove it? And really, does it matter? Does it actually matter? It doesn't matter. And isn't it interesting how when somebody has a point of view that is really easy to dismiss— Instead of dealt with like a three-year-old calling you a poo-poo head, just going, oh, that's adorable. Good for you. (laughs) Instead of looking at it like that, it's looked at as with hate, disdain, malevolence. There is a study, and I I know I've talked this for my longtime listeners. I've mentioned this study once or twice. Um, The name of it 
is is not uh, popping into my head at the moment. Maybe it will. But there was a stu- there was a study that was done and redone of a um, university professor that was parading as a kindergarten teacher, and this kindergarten teacher uh, divided the class in half and says, "Okay, the reason here's why I just divided this class in half," and they then had this class for couple of weeks or whatever it was to study, study them. So she called, she, she said half here. The reason that you've been divided is that uh, we did some testing and this half of you kindergartners are superior. You're just better human beings. Uh, you're smarter. You are physically superior. Um, you're basically demigods compared to the trailer trash over here on, on the left. So you here on the right side of the class, you are superior human beings. On the left side, ooh, yeah, you just got it all wrong. You are inferior in every way. You're not as smart. You're not as moral. You're, um, you don't have the physical, you just got bad genetics. Uh, don't know what to tell you. Sorry about that. So what happened, what was discovered, and this has been done, it's, it's an empirical study. It's been done more than once. But what happened in this particular case was that the ones that were told that they are stronger, better, smarter, did not come to the aid to support and encourage and to bring the, uh, the ones that were beneath them up. They didn't try to bring them up. Instead, it wasn't good enough for these kids to just go, oh, okay, I'm superior. Great. Cool for me. Can't wait to tell my parents. Instead, they started getting hostile. It started with name-calling, of course. But it graduated from name-calling to physical violence. to and, and, of course, prior to that, isolation. Dehumanization. And this has happened again and again and again. The model that happened in this kindergarten class is exactly what happens in war. On both sides. You go into a war... And if you're expected to kill these people, you got to dehumanize them. So you do that with racial comments, usually about their heritage or skin color or something about their appearance. Uh, you tell each other and yourself that they are just inferior, inferior genetics, inferior morality, just inferior. And they do not deserve to, to suck the same air that you do. So now you can kill them. It's done in every war. In every war. And here we are in a, on social media and the same kind of tactics are used. And it's unconscious. It just comes out of us. It's just part of our nature. It's part of our tribal psyche for whatever reason. And that's why Twitter and Facebook can be so ugly. Because this is exactly the type of stuff that comes out. So if you find yourself, and it, you know, I'm just using flat earth, of course, as, as the example. But if you find yourself uh, using terms like, oh, you, what are you, a flat earther? Like they are the dirty unwashed, like it's impossible. So my friend that's a flat earther um, has a master's degree in one thing and a bachelor's in another. He's not uneducated. He has a genius level IQ. He's well north of 135, I think is the uh, breaking point for Mensa. 
He's well north of that. I think he's like 140-something. So not dumb. Not uneducated. And he believes in flat earth. And the flat earth theory keeps morphing and changing. It goes flat earth, curved earth, concave, convex. I don't know. I I don't keep track. But the point is, just because somebody has a different point of view than you, even if you think it's completely ridiculous, doesn't mean they're dumb. Doesn't mean they're crazy. This means they got a different point of view than you. And what a world this would be if instead of shitting on them or dehumanizing them or believing yourself to be superior intellectually, morally, socioeconomically, instead of believing that you are superior and therefore, I don't got to listen to them. Well, you don't have to listen to anybody. other than, you, know, you don't have to listen to a, a damn thing. You don't got to listen to me or anybody else. But shouldn't you? Not with the idea that maybe you'll agree with them, but at least that you can give them respect. And what if they're right? What if the most ridiculous thing in the world is right? Who knows? But it's not. That's not an argument. I'm going to close with... um, a couple of tools to be able to have these types of conversations. One is transactional analysis. If you uh, go to YouTube and you type in transactional analysis, there's a, a whiteboard presentation by Theremin Trees, it's called. Theremin Trees is the name of the channel. It's an old channel, but it's brilliant. And watch transactional analysis. It talks about the ego states. Child, adult, adopted child, Very, very important to understand that. And we all slide into that child state. Nobody's in their adult state all the time, or we switch into critical parent state, uh, which usually is a place of arrogance and dominance. It's not good. But if you're in your adult state, uh, then you are in the state that I'm talking about, where there's just no, your ego's under control, it's in your back pocket, and your emotions are in your back pocket. You got control of both those pillars. If you can control your ego, you need to be right, you need to be superior. If you can control that and control your emotion, not be emotionally engaged and just explore, then you can be a social scientist. So approaching a conversation like a social scientist and observing and going, that's interesting information. I wonder how they got there. So I see where you are. How the hell did you get there? It's like, how did that dog climb a tree? (laughs) You can sit there and go all you want. Dogs can't climb trees, but there it is up in the tree. (laughs) How the hell did that dog climb the tree? That's the standpoint. Because obviously it did. It's up there. Didn't think people could do that. I don't understand how that dog can climb a tree, but there he is. So figure it out. Figure it out with calm compassionate curiosity and remember you can respect somebody without agreeing with them they are not the same thing and everybody everybody is deserving of some real base level of respect and if you don't believe that then that's an internal struggle within yourself if you don't believe that everybody is deserving of respect then there's a piece of you that believes that you are not worthy of respect 
and that's the truth. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. As always, please, please, please uh, help me help this channel. Like, comment, subscribe on all the different channels, uh, and find me on on Google. Leave a five-star Google review. It helps people find this. Thank you so much, and I really want to hear from you. I want to know what your thoughts are. Cheers. Hey everybody, it's Operation Tango Romeo, the place where healing happens. If you'd like to support this show, remember, like, comment, subscribe, and share, share like the sugar bear, because sharing is caring.